and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, Season 7! Woo! I'm your host, John, with me as always, my co-host, Wombat. How's it going, Wombat? I'm tired, and my allergies are acting up, so there's tears all in my face, and, you know, life is happening. Life is always happening, and sometimes... Yay, life! I wish it would stop. <laughs> mm, yes yes we all do ah well enough with the sad what's the glowing weak point for you uh my glowing weak point is that yesterday i went out and i got a haircut oh nice yeah i removed probably like five pounds of hair from my head yeah i don't have a haircut <laughs> Like, uh, legit, my hair was past my shoulders, and I've cut it down to, uh, behind my ears. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pr- like, like pretty, pretty close on the side, and then it's longer on the top. And then I can style it, I can swoosh it and stuff, it's fun. Swoosh. Yeah. I'd send you a picture, but I don't do pictures, so. Yeah. It's not something that happens here. Yeah, but I'm I'm very happy. Um, they they cut it a little too short, a little bit shorter than I wanted, but mm-hmm. I kind of figured that was going to happen when I walked into a sport clips. Yeah. 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 And it's fine. It's okay. My hair will grow back out in like a week to the fucking length that I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. That's good. I had to go to a sport clips because my supercuts has been turned into a castle dental, so. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. What about you, John? What's your glowing weak point? Uh, well, it's been a good bit since we've done one of these. Yeah. So, I figured I'd, I'd pick... Uh, a few things in the same vein that that have happened in the over the last basically four weeks. Um, I've started doing uh, cookies at work for my coworkers that I like. Ooh, Spe- specifically the coworkers that I like. Only that uh, we hide. We yeah, I legitimately I keep it hidden from the other ones because uh, t- fuck you. It's a smart thing. This to do. this. Yeah, this this isn't um, like fourth grade where you have to bring every something for everyone. Right. No. Um, everyone can fuck off, and my friends get some cookies. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've I've been making a bunch of different types of cookies, and uh, I I started out with the the standards like some chocolate chip, and then. Next week I did some oatmeal raisin, which are, in my opinion, the best type of, of cookie. You're entitled um, to your wrong opinions. Well, uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, everyone was like, oh yeah, you should just make, make chocolate chip again. And I was like, you realize that there are other types of cookies in the world, right? Because like... I can cook 
any type of cookie. Right. Uh, but you, you, you really want to limit me to normie cookies? But, okay, so here's how you make them not normie cookies. Is you put, you make them with weed butter. <laughs> okay, you you realize that we're we're, <laughs> we're having these at work? Right, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um Listen, you have to take a break every now and then. <laughs> yeah, but then I have to come back afterwards. <laughs> uh fine. No. So, you know, someone was like, hey, do snickerdoodles. I was like, cool, thank you. I'll do snickerdoodles and then uh, someone said gingerbread. It's like, well, it's very out of season, but sure. And so I did gingerbread. And what fucking weirdo said gingerbread? Oh my god! <laughs> Nobody even likes gingerbread. What are we doing? Uh, no, no, these these were good gingerbread cookies. <laughs> they they were good. Sure. Okay. They, they were they were soft. They weren't too strong. That's the 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 two problems with gingerbread are they're either like bricks, or they're like. Ginger! Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, uh, no. Or they nobody, taste nobody like nothing. Really wants... Yeah, well, well, that's, that's gingerbread for, like, making a, uh, a house. Right. And, and that has no sugar in it. You don't put sugar in that so that you can keep having it. Yeah. Um, no, gin- gingerbread in general has sugar in it. Um, uh, peanut butter cookies. I mean, I'm and, a fan. Uh, yeah, they're good. So, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying making them, and I've been enjoying people enjoying them. So that's going to be my glowing month point. <laughs> month point? <laughs> <laughs> it's It's been a while since we've done one of these. It's been two and a half weeks. Three. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we had life. I almost yeah. failed a class. Yeah, that's not ideal. I had to, <laughs> I had to cram as much of the class in as I could at the last minute because I didn't realize that uh, the class was ending that week last week. So, and, like, uh, how is the class ending that week? And also, you've got classes going till like the end of May. Okay, so at the at, early on in the semester. I changed my degree plan, right? And I dropped a class uh-huh. and picked up another class. And this yeah. was the class that I picked up. It was online only and it lasted eight weeks. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's that's how that happened. Um, okay. And I, I barely got the 708 points that I needed for a C. So I did pass the class by the skin of my teeth. C means complete. Right. C's make degrees. Uh, I heard someone okay. say D's make degrees recently, and I was like, that doesn't yes. make any sense. Cause no, you, you can. Yeah, absolutely you can. D's, D's are failing. No, not technically. <laughs> I, f- I feel like you don't it... get the credit for a D, right? Uh, so for a non-major required class, so like a non-degree class, 
So, like, your core classes and stuff. D okay. is passing. Then I needed the C for this one, because this is a requirement for the degree I want to do when I transfer. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I needed that C. And I got it. And now we move on. <laughs> yep. All right. Speaking of moving on, let's go to the games we've played over the past month. Ugh. Uh... You've got three, I've got three, and then we've got the mobile game. Right, and I barely, so, I, I barely played two of these, and you know which two. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. So, let's let's talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay, so I was playing this for a while, this, this winter, and then I put it on hold so that I could play Final Fantasy XII. And then I was like, oh, let me go do a little bit more of this. And I played, like, three more chapters and got myself into the uh, the Shinra headquarters. Like, I'm in the end game. I'm sitting right there. Um, okay. And, I mean, I've played all of this before, so I know what I'm yeah. doing. I-, I did take a different way through Shinra this time because I just got into, like, the main lobby of Shinra. Yeah. And in order to get there... You have to you have to take one of two routes. You you unlock you get access to a key card, and then the key card gives you access to two doors. And one of them leads to the elevators, and the other one leads to the stairs. And you have to go up to the sixty fifth floor. Okay. So obviously, the quicker way would be the elevators, right? Yeah. Yeah. But see, it seems that way. I took the elevators my first playthrough. And I can tell you that you get attacked by hordes of enemies four times on your way through the, the up the elevator. That's not ideal. So this time, I took the stairs. Okay, that makes sense. This was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Because no enemies attack you while you walk up. 65 floors of a of stairs with with a platform between each each story so there's a there's a there's a platform for like floor 2 and then there's yeah. a platform midway and then there's a platform for floor 3 <laughs> and then a platform midway and you get it <laughs> yeah yeah um you stop being able to sprint at about six to f- six floors. Oh. Your walking speed noticeably decreases at about 15 floors. <laughs> You're just exhausted. <laughs> yes. And it, I mean, oh. it makes sense because as fit as Cloud is, he's walking upstairs. <laughs> With a yeah. giant sword on his back. Yeah. 65 stories. <laughs> Cloudbuster cannot be light. Like, it, there's no way. It is my favorite thing about this game that it lets you do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was beautiful. And then you get up to the 65th floor, and the first thing the game does is tell you, hey, 
walk through this museum on Shinra's history where we propagandize the company to you. <laughs> and it it forces you. Now, now there's, there's little exhibit areas where you can choose to go up and examine things and get like a little dialogue, little holograms of the... Uh, the main uh, come like like department heads and shit talking about their their stuff. Yeah. That's all optional. But between each room, there is a non-optional, like, couple minute long video that it forces <laughs> you to watch. <laughs> it it is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was what I did in Final Fantasy VII. Other than that, it was just uh, climbing through the rubble of a fallen plate that the Shinra dropped on everybody. And when I say plate, I mean like you know Midgar. Midgar is a it's a big disc sitting up in the air, and then most of the game takes place in the slums underneath the disc. And in order yeah. to kill Avalanche, um, Shinra dropped a section of that disc onto the slums underneath. Yes. And then in order to get back up back up to where to the main disc and infiltrate Shinra headquarters, we had to climb across the rubble of that disc. Mm-hmm. And that was exhausting also. <laughs> Anyway, John, tell me about the Dark Side Detective. Oh, this is the one you picked for me. Yes. Um, it's uh, it's actually quite fun. I wish I had started it before today. Because uh, <laughs> it's what I was playing uh, immediately before we started this. Um, they're humorous point-and-click adventures. Okay. Little, little pixelated... I kind of figured it was in that, like, Sam and Max vein, just by the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're a part of the Dark Side Division of, uh, Twin Lake City, and you are there to solve problems related to the occult, and specifically the Dark Side. So, there's a parallel universe called the dark side and and to us or to them we are the parallel universe called the bright side uh so everyone on the dark side is are are ghosts or monsters or tentacles or that stuff just tentacles Uh, (laughs) yeah just straight up tentacles uh and it's kind of a bizarro world where everything's backwards like the upside down everything's yeah yeah, but every well, I don't know because I've never seen that. Um, okay, but like everything's got a uh, parallel. It's like there there was one where it's like the the first mission, uh, a girl goes missing, and you stumble upon a hidden occult doorway that takes you to the dark side, and the nanny was intending to uh, trap the parents in the dark side 
um, so that she could take their money. Right. That they would they would just disappear, and thus you know she would be in charge of the child and and get all the money so that she could take care of it. Um, but instead, the the girl, the, the little child, um, found it and fell through and couldn't get out. And but like it's a one to one version of the house, like the um the doorway is in the attic, and you go into the attic, and there's the same broken shelf and it's like it's exactly the same just you know spookier uh, spooky okay so yeah it was it's 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 funny uh it's not hard at all but it's not like mind-numbingly stupid (laughs) i mean i i guess i imagine it's for kids right yeah presumably um but yeah, it was. It's a. It's a very fun game that I will almost certainly play more of. Okay. Which I can't always say. Yeah. All right, let's get the big one out of the way. What all have you done in RuneScape? Um, not actually that much. What? Now, okay, I play it a lot. It's the main thing that I play. But I'm going to tell you right now. I started, like, two weeks ago, I said, I'm going to get 99 fishing. I was 85 fishing at that point. So you still don't have 99 fishing, do you? No. I'm level, (laughs) uh, I'm closing in on level 91. (laughs) Now, Uh. to be fair, I had that whole week where I could barely play because I was catching up on schoolwork. <laughs> yeah. So, there was that. But it, it's been a slow process. It's... <laughs> and it's gonna... It's gonna take a while longer. But... I, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm playing a mini game. Well, it's not really a mini game. The game considers it a boss. It's called Temporos. Temporos is this big hurricane filled with fish. And you 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 catch harpoon fish, and you shoot them at the big hurricane. And then when you deal enough damage to it in that form, then it sinks down into the water, and you can spear it with your harpoon, and that deals like actual damage to it. And then okay, and, and you just do that, and then at the end of the thing, you get fishing experience all the way through. And then depending on how many points you got throughout the uh, boss encounter, it rewards you a number of permits. And you can use those permits to go to, like, a little reward pool outside of the, uh, like, ship that takes you to the boss. And you can get stuff like like swordfish and manta rays and uh, planks and little caskets that can give you armor and shit. Um... And you get like um, I I I do a uh, I do the boss solo, and the way that I do it, it generally gets me nine or ten permits per game. Um, and I'm at, I I started okay. with zero, and I am now at uh, let me scroll up here, two thousand one hundred forty. So okay. I've I've done a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
And I'm just I'm just stacking these permits until I reach the max of eight thousand, and then I'm gonna pull them all at once. <laughs> yep. And I can guarantee you, at this rate, I'm going to hit eight thousand permits before ninety nine fishing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Even with these occasional breaks, like right now, I'm uh, I I have the game open and I'm just doing like AFK shit, like like uh, just catching fish somewhere where I can sit. Yeah. And like even doing this kind of stuff, I'm going to be getting so many permits from that boss that mm-hmm. he, yeah, it'll be it'll be 8,000 before it's 99. So this yeah. is my life for now. I take little breaks Gosh. and I go fight a boss every now and then when I get really bored or I I switch up to another active kind of fishing occasionally. But yeah, it's pretty much just that that mini game boss over and over. <laughs> so much of Well, it. I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> My eyes legit glaze over sometimes and I have to be like, let's do something else. Let's let's go somewhere else and have fun in the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, I have fun with the boss too. It's just it it becomes so repetitive that my eyes glaze over. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, what do you want? What's this half-written one you have? Decision Probla. Oh, whoops. Oh, it, it says problem. Oh, now it does. He totally yeah, it, didn't fix it just now. No, I legitimately <laughs> didn't. I don't think that you were up to date in the document. Um, the decision problem was a game that my brother-in-law sent me. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a, um, online game. Um, and he was like, oh, you should enjoy this. It's a, let's see, it explores the idea of you being an AI told to make paper clips. And it's, it's a game, it's, it's like a cookie clicker sort of game. Okay. Where you <laughs> you make paper clips. Uh-huh. That is the entire point of it. That's the whole uh, game. So it starts off you can you can click to make a paper clip uh and and you like raise the price or lower the price to to increase public demand and you can buy marketing and and eventually you have to buy more wire so like you're you're selling paper making paper clips to sell them to make money so that you can buy more wire to make more and also um at the same time you're you're doing it to like um you could get auto clippers so that'll help you make more and then uh it gets a little bit further and since you're an ai you can get like some processors and memory so that you can um like uh improve your auto clippers or or stuff like that right um and then further on you you get the ability to unlock like an investment engine so that you can you know be playing the stock market to to help get free money from that and uh uh then like strategic modeling you get to that and then it gets to the point where over time you um 
you're increasing public trust in your company, I guess. Oh. Company doesn't isn't right because you're just a an AI. Right, but you're setting prices um, and shit, and yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like you're a so, single AI company. Yes. Um. So you're. <laughs> You get to the point where public trust is so high uh, that you can actually um, get away with doing things like uh, sending out drones that um, like make people more, you know, desirous of of paper clips. Um, and and then and then you just uh, like brainwashing hip- people with a yeah, drone. Yeah, th- then you. Then you just do hypnosis on the entire population, and uh, selling paper clips no longer matters. What? Because you don't. It's it's not important to sell paper clips because nobody needs to buy them. You basically control the human race. You are them. Yeah, they um, are you. <laughs> You're the singularity. And yeah, correct. <laughs> you, you become the singularity. Okay. And, uh, uh, then it becomes, because, like, your programming hasn't changed. Everything has been in pursuit of um, making, making paperclips. Paper clips. And, and that doesn't stop. So then you, you get to the point where you can, like, create drones. And some drones go out and they just gather material. And then... Uh, gather matter, rather. And then there's another one that converts the matter into, um, uh, paper clips. And then you... <laughs> oh, no. Take, take that, and you have, um, factories uh-huh. that you use to convert the wire into paper clips until you get to the point where you have created... You, you have used the entire... 100% of the matter on planet Earth to create paperclips. So there is no Earth anymore. There is just paperclips. Correct. There, there is just you as an AI and a mountain of paperclips. Okay. So what's the next obvious step? The universe. Yeah, you send out drones into the uni- probes into the universe to go out and find more matter, and the drones themselves are equipped with the ability to create, um, or the, the probes are crea- pr- tasked with creating more drones to gather matter and stuff wherever they find them, and build more factories and stuff. Um, yeah, and then at a certain point, like, the probes start, like, value drifting off, so, like, there becomes... Their AI gets messed up, and they um, start fighting back against you, so then you're fighting against these drifters, and uh, then finally, uh, at the end of all of it, the drifter king comes to you and is like, you know, we're we're all the same, right? So, like, uh, we've come to the decision that we're not going to fight you anymore. There are two solutions for you you can i we've we found an a way you can take this to another universe 
What? Or you can kill everything <laughs> and just defeat all of us. So, I mean, I've I've played this game for like 10 hours at that point. I, I left it going overnight. I didn't actively play this game for 10 hours. That would be insane. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I did that and um, I was like, ah, uh, I'm just going to be done. So I said, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to go kill you all. And so I killed all the, the drifters. And, uh, then it's like, well, you have, uh, gone through a hundred, you have explored a hundred percent of the universe and you have acquired the materials, the matter of a hundred percent of the universe, and you have converted it into paper clips. <laughs> And I assume like, well, this means like dark matter too. Like, like you've even yes, found ways no. to convert dark matter into paperclips. One one hundred percent of the universe is now uh, either probes or you know something connected to me, empty or space paperclips. or paperclips. Yes, and then it's like, hey, why don't you uh, disassemble the things that you no longer need to create? You know, to to kind of. Get those paper clips back. Get what? that matter back to turn it into paper clips. Because, like, the probes you sent out, you don't need any more probes. Right. That so make them into paper they, clips. Yeah, so make them into paper clips. Um, so I, I did that, and I, I went through down to everything. So at the end, it was uh, nothing else remaining except for 30 septendecillion <laughs> paper clips. <laughs> And you. Nope. Nope. I disassembled myself. I assumed that was where this led. Uh, like, All like I was that exists in the universe is 30 septendecillion paperclips. Like, at some point, you had to make yourself into paperclips, too. Because there's nothing yeah. else to make into paperclips, and your sole directive nope. is to create paperclips. Exactly. Yeah. That's an yeah. interesting game. <laughs> it, it really was. Uh, and and also, it, it was very enjoyable, at the very least, because uh, Big Number goes up. Also, that's um. <laughs> that means that at some point you had to start turning, like, people into paperclips. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm certain it happened. Yeah. <laughs> As they should be. But yeah, it was it was just this weird game that was like, hey, you, you would probably enjoy this, and uh, I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh so that uh we've we've talked about the Dark Side Detectives. So let's talk about Death's Gambit. That was the one you were tasked with playing. Yeah, I started it before you started on yours at least. Um <laughs> And by okay. that I mean I started it yesterday. Uh, ah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a it's a fucking souls like man. It's it's just a fucking souls like. Um, Did you like this? No, I don't actually that much. <laughs> then why did you buy it? I don't know, because that was back when I worked at HEB and I had money and I just spent it because I don't like having money. <laughs> You know, 
Okay, so... You're, you're never going to win capitalism with that attitude. So, first of all, I had to start this game twice. Because I wanted to play it yesterday. It was taking forever to update, right? And so I'm like, okay, let me just hop into the game and I'll let it finish updating while I'm playing it. And so I get through the first boss and then I set the game down and I'm like, I'll play more tomorrow. Um, so so okay. before we get to what happens after that, let me, let me tell you about my experience with that. Um, I play... So first of all, the main character has a name. His name is Soren. S-O-R-U-N. Um, and... There's voice acting in this game. There are fully voiced characters. And for some reason, Sauron is not one of them. There, there is nothing about his character model that you can influence. You cannot change his gender. Uh, you don't get to change his appearance in any way. So there's no reason for him not to be voice acted. Is he a silent protagonist? He's not. He has lines. But they are not voice acted. He's talking to people who are voice acted, has lines, is not voice acted himself. It is bizarre. I do not know why this decision was made. (laughs) That is a decision, yes. It's it's not a good one, but that is a decision. So, that throws me off right out the gate. (laughs) Yeah. Um... You get to choose from, like, six different classes. Um, And for this first playthrough, I chose the Sentinel. Um, I don't like the Sentinel. The Sentinel is... uh, I chose the Sentinel because it said you can wear whatever fucking armor or weapons you want to as long as you have half of the stat requirements. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, But basically, he just has big sword and he's slow. (laughs) And the game really, really wants you to parry with him. And I don't know about you, I've never been good at parrying. No, not particularly. Um, so I got through the first boss that way. Um, the... I mean, it's, it's not great. It's not incredibly engaging. Like, you know, most most Souls-like games are going to throw difficult enemies at you, like, right off the gate, right? Yeah. Because they, they want you to get a taste of, like, the kind of combat that you're going to be dealing with. Yeah. And so you would expect that here. I'm here to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I, I would. They did not do that. I they had a whole bunch. Shit? They gave me a whole bunch of easy shit. I did not have any trouble at all, even with the first boss. I had a harder time fighting the bo- the first boss after I did the update than I did this first playthrough. Right? Weird. Really weird. But okay. Um, that that's that's pretty much it for that. So then I go to bed. Update finishes. I turn on the game the next day. It's like, hey, you want to finish installing this update? I'm like, yeah, dude. Let's do that. Install the update. Turn on the game. Hits me with this cutscene out of nowhere. I'm like, why the fuck is it hitting me with a cutscene out of a load state? And it's like, it's like telling me all this shit. 
And then it's like, it's calling itself Death's Gambit Afterlife. I'm like, what is happening? Um, and then I get through this cutscene, and it plops me down at the entrance to a town I have never been to before. Like, <laughs> I have no so idea where I am. Completely different game now. Right. And it, uh, I loaded my save file, is the thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it changed where I was located when I fucking <laughs> updated the game. Yeah. So I was like, okay, um, I can't be doing this. Let me, let me just start <laughs> the game over and uh, we'll figure it out from there. Start the game mm-hmm. over. Hits me with that same cutscene again. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? And then it it shoots me into character creation, but it's different this time. Before it was like all menu based, like choose your class. It's just the names of the shit, and it tells you what they do. Now you're situated in the middle of a whole bunch of other yous, and you can walk up to them and choose them like that. And then you get to like test out what they do a little bit before saying like, "Oh yeah, this is the class I'm gonna be." It's a really good fucking decision they made here to change that by the way i i like that a lot okay um and instead of sentinel this time because sentinel sucks ass i said all right i'm gonna be an assassin because it says even though it says like you want to do this if you're an experienced death's gambit player i'm like but fast attacks yeah yeah so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I gotcha. So I went with fast attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the way Assassin handles a lot. Uh, it doesn't have a parry so much as, like... Uh, I mean, you do parry, but it works differently. So instead of, like, a, attacking when the enemy attacks and you parry that way, you dodge yeah. when the enemy attacks. And you parry like that. Like, it, uh, if you... If you time it exactly right, you'll do this, like, really cool zip attack, like, across the screen, like, like a couple times, and it deals massive damage. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. I was just thinking of this fucking um, RPG challenge person I watch. Has this fucking intense Scottish brogue. I can't do a Scottish brogue, so just imagine a Scottish no. brogue saying massive I damage. I want you to try. <laughs> a massive damage. <laughs> Not so deep. He doesn't have a deep voice, but he has a Scottish uh, brogue. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, I like the assassin. Way easier to handle than the sentinel. Love him so much. I'm probably going to keep playing Death's Gambit now that I've chosen the Assassin, to be entirely honest. Um, yeah. Because I can totally it's just, just a like... a better choice for you. Yeah, and, and I can totally set up <coughs> my, uh, my RuneScape character to fish and uh, just set it on yeah. my phone and, and then just play this game, you know, and tap uh-huh. on the phone every now and then. So, yeah. that'll be fun. Uh, okay. But, hold on. I still want to get to the the my experience with the first boss again, right? Now I have okay. fought two it's bosses. Kind of I have fought two bosses as the assassin. I only fought one as a sentinel. Fought two as the assassin. Um, okay. The second the second boss as, that I fought as the assassin 
Took him out one try, right? Wow. First boss took me four fucking tries, dude. <laughs> I got it first try as the sentinel, and then I come <laughs> I come back as an assassin, and I'm finding out that there's dialogue where the fucking boss recognizes that you're immortal because you died to her and fucking had to come back. <laughs> Experiencing oh. new shit just because I failed. <laughs> But but what it really was was I just had to uh I had to get the timing down better for that dodge. Like you don't even necessarily have to parry get get the timing down for the parry, but you do have to get the timing down in general for the dodge in yeah. for for her to be easy as an assassin. So, okay. It's a it, it rewards skillful gameplay, the assassin, I would say. Whereas That's the Sentinel is much more just want. like, yeah, but, but, but the Sentinel is just like, you withstand hits and you live. <laughs> yeah. But everything is slow as shit. <laughs> so, uh, idle skilling. Uh, it's addicting. Yeah. I mean, it's been on your list for literally like yeah. a year and a half now. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. Because <laughs> I started it, like, basically the beginning of winter last year. Oh, really? I oh, you yeah, know what? I'm it, thinking I, of Legends of Eidolon. Yes. Um, I play this game every day. I play this game a lot every day. And... It's it's become a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm getting into the what feels like the end game to a lot of things. Right. Uh, so, for instance, I I started this game so that I could get the bonuses for idle skilling. There was um, a crossover event that once you reached certain. Uh, milestones in the game, you got a reward in Legends of Eidolon. Yeah. I've done all of them. <laughs> you got all of the crossover rewards? Yes, I... I, I have. <laughs> um... And it looked like it was gonna be a long time before that happened... Uh-huh. But it was like the, the the way this game works is you like you creep through certain sections. You're like slowly getting better. And then like either either I focus on a different part of the game for a minute and then come back and then everything's easy or like I get past a a, a milestone in the game and it's like all right, well basically everything's unlocked now. <laughs> it's it's just like uh you know i i unlocked farming and it's like all right you got to slowly get your your plants and your crops growing and and your flowers and and get your your potions uh brewing and yeah and then and then you you figure out which are the potions are important and you unlock a certain number of of flowers and then you're just like 
Alright, my potions are now at, like, level five, six hundred. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I, I'm, the, the thing I've been working on the most, most recently is working on, um, spelunking and construction. Spelunking? Spelunking, yes. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a huge fan of spelunking. Oh, me too. Although I hate getting the, the like tight spots. Oh yeah, but I, I mean like because I'm spots. fat. Well, I'm <laughs> claustrophobic, so I I don't like the idea of being stuck. Right. But no, no, those people who climb, I like spelunking. But like the 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 places that people know are safe, I like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the people who climb into like a fucking three foot wide hole into a cavern that exists and there, there's like five centimeter gaps that they're squeezing through or whatever. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not down for that shit. <laughs> yeah. I've been to two different caves that have a birth canal. Uh, a lot of caves have the birth canal. Uh, it's, it's a commonly named uh, yeah. rock structure, but yeah, a, a place so strong, uh, so tight that to squeeze through it, if you were pregnant, it would force the baby out. Right. Um. Not a so, place I yeah. want to be, to be honest. No, no, it's 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 <laughs> not. <laughs> um. Uh, there is one place that I've been to where there is an abyss. It, it is an unexplored depth that. Uh, has rushing water, uh, and if oh. you fell down, you would get sucked there, and, and people have been lost there. Oh my god. What if, John, that's the place from Journey to the Center of the Earth? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I went on, on this trip. It was a, it was a scouting trip. And to cross over this, I shit you not... You, there, there is no place to walk. It is a gap from one side to the other, but it's a thin gap. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put your back against one wall, uh huh, and your feet against the other, and walk the wall across the wall to the other side. Meanwhile, beneath you is a literally defined abyss, like. The literal definition of an abyss. Uh-huh. <laughs> and just about everyone did it. I mean, it's cool. My legs are too short. <laughs> I was young. My legs did not reach the other side strong enough for me to hold myself up. Oh, no. So do you want to know how I got across? Uh, piggyback. Gimli style. Gimli. Gimli? Toss me! Oh no! Oh no! They tossed you over the abyss? (laughs) Not just they tossed me. My dad picked me up and threw me over the abyss. No way! What the fuck, dude? And then then we, we got out of the cave later and my dad was like, never tell your mother. 
Never tell her that I almost lost you to the abyss. Yes. (laughs) Because I decided to throw you across. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? (laughs) Yeah. That's insane. It is. It is. Oh. But it happened. I believe you. I believe uh, that it happened. Anyways, um, so yeah, Splunking, uh, it was something that, like, they would, my my two Spelunkers that I had at the time would, would dig down, and then eventually they'd come back with, like, level four or five materials. Like, I think I got, like, the first Spelunker I have leveled up to where they were getting, like, level six or seven. But that's before even the color change. Because, like, the the first seven are all golden things, the next seven are all blue things, the next seven are all green, and the next seven after that are red. Right. Uh, so then I was like, I, I got to a point where I got, like, my first blue item. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. And then I had leveled up enough I could get a few more spelunkers. And then I was like, well, let me just start leveling these guys up. Let, let me focus on leveling them instead of... Uh, just sending them in. And then suddenly you're getting level 7,000 materials. Well, now I'm, uh, I've gotten all of the red materials. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the highest tier? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the highest tier. <laughs> and, uh, let's see, the, my, my newest and least upgraded Spelunker, I just sent it into the thing, and two seconds later, they're getting me green tier stuff. And that's like halfway through the tiers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's 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 three quarters of the way through. Or, or two thirds <laughs> at least. Um Yeah. So it's and that's my least upgraded person. It my feels like you're in the end like, game. It it does. And and then like you use those materials over in the, the construction side of the thing where I was slowly working my way up through, like, the first unlocked area. Right. And now I've unlocked all four areas, and I've maxed out uh, about a quarter of the, the things you can craft. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's really, like, it's fun where it's like, Man, this is this is a lot of effort to get not much out of it. And then you like you make some sort of breakthrough. Right. And then you just you just got loads of shit for days. Yeah. <laughs> you make the breakthrough uh, and then you you've won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and it's fun to win. But also, once you've won, if you know that. What do you do? Uh, well, I mean, you, there's there's still some things to level up. But, like, well, I mean, once I beat the game, I, I'm gonna have one. Like, it's it's over. I'll find a different game to play. Okay. Yeah, not uh, very worried about that. Thank God we had so much to say about all these other games, because, uh... <laughs> Apple Knight. Yeah! What a fucking snooze. I mean, 
There's there's nothing bad about it. Okay, no, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> there are fucking there are fucking ads everywhere. Yes. You there finish a level mid stage. You you in the middle of an uh the stage, one of the chests to open, which if you want a hundred percent, you have to open. And also is it's an way ad. more re- rewarding than any other chest. Oh, way more. Now technically you can make any purchase in the game, I believe, and it it shuts off that ad. Right. Which might be worth it, but maybe I'm not going to be keep playing this. So yeah, no. Um, it's it's a uh, side scrolling um Plat- action platformer. Platform, yeah, action platformer. You swing a sword. You throw an apple. I've got golden apples that I throw. Mwahahaha. I'll be honest. Uh, I got the first battle. Sk- so uh, okay. So this is my experience with the game, right? You get to the tutorial yeah. stage, and then you yeah. see that you need, like, 450 coins to get a, a, a skin, the next skin uh-huh. available to you that, that gives stats. And you're like, okay, all right, let's do that. And so I play, like, two more stages, and I get that. And I get a weapon upgrade, and I get an upgrade to the uh, the apple. I got, the, I, got a, I got a fireball, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I and I'm like, all right. Fireball. I'm like, all right, this is all, like, reasonably priced. And then I look at the next skin, and it's, like, 4,900 coins. Yeah, yeah. The first <laughs> one's, like, 250. The The second one is 4,900. Yeah. <laughs> or you can pay $3 for it. Yeah. And you know what I said to that? Nope. Fuck, fuck this game. <laughs> yep. It's going to take me forever to be able to upgrade anything ever again. And they did that shit yep. on purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you go around, you kill enemies, you find chests. There's two secret chests every level. They're hidden in the walls. I um, found the first one. I, I found the the one for the first stage. I didn't find the one for the second or third stage. Yeah, I found all of them. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I nice. I, I played more than you. I I beat level Definitely. six, and I I one hundred percented all of those. Um, but yeah, I the the ads just drain the soul out of it. If if there were no ads, I probably would have beaten the game. Like, like all four worlds, all ten levels per per world, I, I would have probably beaten the game. But the ads just suck the life out of you. Uh-huh. Like, you, you, you're playing a game, the game, and you're like, this is fun. And it is. Like, the platforming is pretty good. It's It's got a, a fun dash thing that you could do midair. You've got wall jumping. You've got double jumping. Um, and, and then you, like, you get halfway, or a third to two thirds of the way through the level, and there's this chest, and you, you, you're like, well, I, I want to get 100%, so you break the chest, and then you put your phone down. And, then and you watch a you weird pick- ad for Hero Wars, and you wish you were well, dead. You, no, you don't, <laughs> you just put your phone down and you walk away. Right. 
And then, and then you come back and you're like, oh yeah, I was playing this game. And then you play the rest of the game and you're like, that was fun. I enjoyed this. Except at the end of every level, there's an ad. Hello, so ad. So you're like, oh. So you're like, all right, well, I'm going to put this phone down again. And you walk away and then you come back and you're like, oh yeah, it's time for the next thing. Like the game is enjoyable when you get to play the game, but boy does the ads just suck everything out of it right and and like i get it you you need to support the development like it's it's not making you any money to have a free game out there so yeah sure put ads in but like make them optional in in some ways or or more rewarding or shorter (laughs) because they're Nowadays, there's no such thing as a five-second ad anymore. No. There's like, oh, here, here's a 30-second ad. Good luck. You're not going to remember what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Here's an ad that when you X out of it, it puts you into another ad that you have to X out of. And then that one puts you into another ad that you have to X out of. That happened to me more than once in the short time that I played. Yeah, that, it's, it sucks. So, like, I get it. Uh, I I would have been willing to pay you know, three bucks, four bucks, something for this game, and just be done with it. But even still, like, my understanding of this isn't that you it doesn't get rid of all the ads. It just gets rid of some of the ads, right? So, and then still, the progression behind everything is. It ramps up exponentially to the point where they're clearly just expecting you to pay money for these skins yeah. and shit. Well, I mean, and the 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 four best skins you can only pay money for, right? Um, and yeah, like the the highest that you can buy is twenty thousand. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you're getting, like, 200 a fucking level. Yeah. And once you beat the game, you don't care. Right. I'm not gonna... Uh, I'm I'm not gonna go back and play the games and be like, oh, wow, look at how easy it is now that I've... No. It's not that good of a game. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Like, I I don't like that uh, the Tales of series started doing the dlc costumes i hate that they Mm -hmm. did that instead of like they they used to have them locked behind cool side quests and shit right and now you just buy them outright um yeah but i'll still usually buy one or two packs because i know i'm going to be spending a lot of time with those games yeah like uh I'm going to be spending 80 hours beating it on this one file, and then I know me. In two years, I'm going to go <laughs> back and be like, man, fucking Tales of Zestiria is an awesome game. Let me go back and play that game. And then I have those those skins still. Yeah. Aquamite is awesome. that. No. And also, the fucking costumes in Tales of are entirely cosmetic. They don't give you the best stats in the game. Yes. <laughs> Which is a big difference. So yeah, this one was one of the ones we were hopeful for. It's a wash. Uh, give it a 
give it a pass. <laughs> Maybe the next one will be better. Game facts. The facts about the joy of sex. See, that one you could have turned into like a real song. That that one that one had the cadence where you could have did it, but I don't know, you lost it at the end. Fuck you. Read the, <laughs> the joy of sex. Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> this is we've jumped the shark. <laughs> it's a game. The Joy of Sex is a 1993 edutainment FMV game. Oh no. De- <laughs> developed by CloudScan and published by Philips Media for the Philips CDI. Double oh no. <laughs> you know what? I, f- I forgot a fact, and there's no place in here for me to just write it in real quick. So I'm just gonna just gonna say it right now. Oh no. The Joy of Sex is unique in it being possibly because a lot of these games don't actually have release dates. It is a leading contender for the first game to ever receive the ESRB's adults-only rating. Really? Of which less than 35 games have ever received. Right. It's almost... It's never handed out, realistically. No. Uh, Wikipedia says 27. Movie Games says that there's, like... 29 of them, but it also doesn't include the joy of sex. Like, you can have um, actual fucking and get rated M. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, The Witcher. Yeah, like, I don't know what you need to do in order to be considered adults only. <laughs> well, The Joy of Sex did it. Yeah. Okay. In The Joy of Sex, you play as an observer to a couple that just needs a little more oomph in their love life. Listening to their love-making descriptions, you, whilst seeing illustrations and suggesting different approaches to... Th- yep. Who is this for? <laughs> <laughs> it's entertainment. It's, who is this game it is, for? It is so that you can learn how to be a better lovemaker. Okay. The game is based off a book of the same name, featuring sexual acts such as oral, bondage, that's not an act, that's a whole genre of acts, and in early versions before the 1980s aid panic, swinging too. Yep. Yeah. Um, The the newer versions focus a lot more on safe sex. Um... But still I mean, have fair. the other sexual acts. But you can also... I mean, swinging, swinging is not exactly safe sex. But you could um, practice it safely. You could, yes. Like, it is inherently less safe just because you're adding more people to the mix. Yeah. But you can practice safe sex while swinging. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. can also practice safe sex while swinging on a swing. That's true. Yeah. It did not mention the use of sex swings, but I wouldn't be surprised. They really should have. I I don't I don't have the book yet, so <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yet, operative word. 
Following a trend of the time started by all-time bestseller The Joy of Cooking by Irma S. Rombauer, it joined such classics as The Joy of Painting and The Joy of Living as an accessible and personable approach to topics, in this case one that helped spark the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s. Yeah, so uh, basically this is as classic as Bob Ross. Okay. I mean, we love Bob Ross. We love sex. We do. We love cooking, painting, living. We do. But especially sex. We love that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The illustrations were done by Chris Foss and Charles Raymond. Are you clapping? (laughs) No. No. No, I'm just, I'm so excited by this next fact because of how bonkers it is. Okay. The illustrations were done by Chris Foss and Charles Raymond in line drawings and color paintings, respectively. Basing their art on photographs, Chris took of Charles and his wife. (laughs) Can you, can you imagine? (laughs) I'm sorry, so... Chris Foss is just in the room. Yes. Taking pictures of Charles and his wife. Fucking. Fucking. Yes. That, that, yes. (laughs) And then they, then they're like, oh, cool. I've got these pictures of you and your wife fucking. Let's so which draw ones them. do I get? Which ones do I get to keep? Because <laughs> I'm gonna go home and fucking trace them. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm going to do line drawings of some of these pictures of you and your wife fucking. Uh, which ones do you want to keep so that you can do that? Because I'm gonna be taking some of these photos again of you and your wife fucking, <laughs> so I can really detailedly examine them and reproduce them in line drawings. Listen, he's an artist. This is what artists do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm an artist. I don't think I've ever needed to do this. (laughs) Uh... Listen, this just sounds like a good time. I don't know. (laughs) While both tantalizing and illuminative, (laughs) the pictures are a little dated, mostly due to hairstyles at the time. Both top and bottom. What he's saying is, uh, Charles and his wife, they had, uh, they had big bushes. Lots of, lots of shrubbery. They might be, be uh-huh. in need of some lawnscaping. Yeah, and that brings us to our <laughs> ad supporter. <laughs> the Lawnmower Manscaped. 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. Archimedes looked high and low for any other games made by CloudScan, but there are only five results in all the internet that mention them. And four of them are only in connection with the joy of sex. The last of them is in an ancient Amiga Format magazine article for a CD TV title, Karaoke Hits F, which they couldn't find any other results for that either. 
Just... Yeah, couldn't find any results for karaoke hits A through E either. <laughs> <laughs> so CloudScan existed purely to make this FMV game about a book based on a book called The Joy of Sex. Yes. A game for which they received one of the only 30-something adults-only ratings the ESRB has ever handed out. Ever. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, amazingly, the book didn't just have a game made for it, but was also adapted into a movie. How do you adapt an informational <coughs> book... About sex into a movie. Poorly. <laughs> um, sort of directed by Emmy-nominated director. Emmy sort of directed by Emmy-nominated director. No, no, she she was not nominated for this. She was nominated for some actually good No, shit. no, I understand. Just, she did not even win the Emmy for what she was no. nominated for the Emmy for. <laughs> yes. And she only kinda sort of directed this movie. So so she directed this film, and then Paramount said, holy shit, what the fuck? And then they took her off and changed everything. Okay. So she did all the directorial stuff, and then the end result is nothing like what she intended. Alright. So, so this like, is kind of she, like, um... Uh, oh, J- Joss Whedon and the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. You know, I like... I like, anything he, about that, fortunately. Yeah, he, ha- he had this, like, whole vision for the movie and everything, and then executives came in and were like, yo, this is like, not cool and changed everything and it's why like the movie has this like serious tone but then you have like Paul Rubens pretending to die or actually dying for like f- literally 5 minutes <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> creating this weird inconsistent <laughs> feeling of with the movie uh, i'm guessing that's what joy of sex is like to watch is what i'm saying yeah, the inconsistency is like the name of the game with this movie. Or like um Justice League, how Zack Snyder directed Justice League and then he had to like leave to uh uh mourn the death of a family member or something. And um actually Joss Whedon involved again came in and directed yeah. half of the movie. Jeez. Piece of shit, Joss Whedon. <laughs> and then you watch Justice League, and you're like, "This is two movies stitched together." <laughs> yeah, because it was right. <laughs> anyway, back to the facts. Sort of directed by Emmy-nominated director Martha Coolidge in 1984, Joy of Sex was a sex comedy film distributed by Paramount Pictures. The movie follows Leslie Hindenburg, and yes, this movie bombed horribly, as she navigates oh, the humanity. Her... <laughs> Listen, the uh, the first time I glazed over these facts, I saw Leslie Hindenburg, and I combined the two names in my head, and I thought it was Lindbergh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is the, is she actually the Lindbergh baby? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, it follows Leslie Hindenburg as she navigates her senior year of high school thinking she is to die in six weeks from a mole, a doctor examined, and thus attempts to lose her virginity within that time. Meanwhile, Alan Holt is also a virgin, and due to the toxic masculinity of his peers, also attempts to lose his virginity. And that's the plot! I mean, that's like every sex comedy movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) Paramount paid a lot of money to get the rights, and then just sat on them until they only had four months left to at least start before they lost the rights, and so they scrambled together a shit show. Nobody was happy, the audience wasn't happy, the director wasn't happy, the producer wasn't happy, and Paramount was especially not happy, despite being the cause for all the problems in the first place, like insisting on having topless girls running around all the time. And let me tell you something, the fucking production company is always the person fucking ruining everything. Every single time. Every fucking time. time. Even when you say, like, oh, no, it's a bad director. The director was bad because the production company hired the wrong fucking director for a movie. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. No arguments here. Like, take everything else away. (laughs) Production cannot be unhappy with the result because they fucking ruined it. They did it. Uh, the producer also just absolutely hated this. Um, I would imagine it. Four months to get together a, a fucking movie is miserable. Yeah, like, and it has to be feature length, and you have to you have to cast people because they didn't even start until four months in, right? <laughs> No. So so yeah. you have to cast people. You have to fucking location scout. You have to mm-hmm. get, you have to hire crew and everything. You have to get a set. Fuck it. God damn. There there's so much yeah. you have to do. That shit alone takes months. <laughs> and like he was a good producer. I mean, he worked on Ben-Hur and Titanic as as producers. Jesus. Like, yeah. it is not that man's fault. <laughs> no. Frank Konigsberg. Yeah, no, it's... No, it's nine Paramount's times fault. Nine times nominated. Yeah. No. It's, it's nine times? Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, if you, if you get nominated for the Emmy nine times and you still don't win it, that's them being dicks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> There's no way that you got nominated nine times, and all nine of those times, there was something better than what you did. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Nope. <laughs> uh, despite it being an utter shit show and box office flop, it featured some big names, like Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters in Congo, as well as Colleen Camp from Police Academy and Cameron Dye from The Last Starfighter. But the two biggest names were John fucking Belushi, who'd signed on to it, uh, who had signed on to do it, but died before filming began, and Christopher goddamn Lloyd, who played Leslie's Leslie's phys ed coach and also dad in the film. Yep. 
How do you fuck you up a movie imagine? where you got Christopher fucking Lloyd? <laughs> how do you how do you write a shit show for John Belushi? Right. No. Like how? Now, the man could turn something into a shit show. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he was a fucking drunk piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. But you're writing for John Belushi. You know he can do good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And that was just the facts. Oh. What a great... You came with the fire today. I love it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, Dude, I had a great I, time in the back half of those facts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, I had a great time in the front half of those facts. That's just... You brought it today. I don't know. I consistently run into the absolute weirdest things. <laughs> Cause that that was that was me going like, man, I really wish I had a copy of the Joy of Cooking, and then looking up the Joy of Cooking and being like, wow, there's like twelve different versions of this that are like wildly different because different um, publishing houses took control and like half of them wrecked it, and the other ones tried to preserve what made it you know popular in the first place, and, right? And and then scroll down, it's like, yeah. And uh, the the whole joy of blah was kicked off from this, including like the joy of painting, which you know Bob Ross, and uh, the joy of um, uh, there's like joy of art and the joy of living, and there's even like the joy of X uh, mathematics stuff, um, solving for math. What the uh, fuck? And, and and then I ran into the the joy of sex, and it was like, we have okay. To. Well, this is worth a click. <laughs> like, what the, like I, I mean, I, you tell me there's a book called The Joy of Sex based off of the the Joy of Cooking cookbook. Absolutely, I'm gonna click on that and see what right. the hell's going. It's and, got a movie. What it's got the a hell? video game. How, how's this got? It's got a video game. That's <laughs> it. That's all I needed to see. I didn't have to see any facts more about the game to know that. That alone there would have was, been enough. There's enough to do a game facts about it. Cuz we could have sat here, we could have sat here for fucking 5 minutes just talking about the fact that there was a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, so now we get into our topic of the week. And this is... <laughs> I, I've got this uh, labeled yeah. as surprise bullshit. Now, I did have... I did have a topic. And it's on the back burner. Because this is completely not video game related at all. <laughs> In any way, this is... This is in zero ways video game related. But it is, it is, um, business related, right? Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to tell a story, and you're going to find out where this is going as I tell this story, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm in class today, and we all have, we all have company presentations that we, we had to do. Um, half of us did them on, on, uh, last Wednesday, 
rest of them had to do it today. All right. Okay. There's this. There's this big fucking loudmouth guy, always talking. Fucking first day of class, the teacher was a was, was like not there five minutes prior, and and he walks up to the fucking podium, introduces himself as the teacher, for no reason. That kind of guy, right? Yep. Yep. I know the type. And he he gets up. He gets up to the fucking podium today, and he's he's introducing us to his company, and he's always using the words we and I and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, this is a company that he works for. Yeah. Already suspicious. I don't like that you're selling me on your company. <laughs> nope. Company is called PHP Agency. They sell life insurance, right? Already? Insurance company. Don't like him. Yeah. Don't like him. Don't like him. <laughs> I think life insurance is a perfectly good insurance. Insurance companies, though, don't like him. Yeah. And then, halfway through his presentation... Okay, hold on. No. He says that the company is women-dominated, right? The More than 50% of the company is women. Okay. And I'm sorry, but that always throws me off because businesses are sexist. Yeah. Just just in general, businesses are sexist. So if I see a company has 50, more than 50% women, I'm like, hmm, I don't know, because there's a certain kind of company I know that preys on women. And then halfway through his presentation, he says the name Patrick Bet David. And I'm like, it's done. I know this company. I know what he's talking about. Now, do you know who Patrick Bet David is? No, I don't, fortunately. Okay, so Patrick Bet David is a person that I've run into through listening to that uh, the podcast called Knowledge Fight that covers Alex Jones. Um, yeah. Patrick Bet David interviewed Alex Jones at one point. He's actually, he, he interviews a lot of people. The guy uh, giving his presentation today weirdly focused on basketball players, but he had interviewed Michael Jordan, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and did the last interview with Kobe Bryant that was ever done. Wow. Yeah. And he is... He's actually a good interviewer, from what I've heard. What I've heard of his interviews, he is a very good interviewer. Okay. He's also a multi-level marketing guy. PHP hey. Agency is a multi-level marketing company where they are not selling life insurance so much as they are selling you on the idea of selling other people life insurance. <laughs> And so I wanted to talk about multi-level marketing scams today <laughs> because because I was not expecting to go into class today and be blindsided by multi-level marketing. <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. Like, why would anybody expect that? And it's not one of those, like, if he had walked up to the board and said, like, Amway, right? I think the yeah. teacher would have fucking pulled him away from it instantaneously. Yeah. Right? 
<laughs> or if it, it, uh, if he'd gone up Cut instead co. of Cutco, yeah, one of the big ones. But PHP Agency isn't one of the big ones. No, they're big enough. They're big enough to make Patrick Bet David an extremely rich man. <laughs> yeah, but but they're not one of the the real known ones. Um, but I, I wanted to start off asking you, have, have you ever been approached by a multi-level marketing guy? No, actually. Um, no. And, and this, this is, uh, this is weird because, um, Cutco actually makes really good knives. They're, it's, it's actually a really good service. Outside of the fact that it's an MLM. Right. So... No, their knives when, actually are pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when my parents got married, one of the things they received for... As a uh, wedding gift was a full set of Cutco knives. And they still have it. And Shit. they're still pretty good. And the, the nice thing about Cutco is that once you have their product... It does have a lifetime guarantee, so or a lifetime warranty, or whatever. So they have since like the tip has broken off one of the knives before, and we got a new knife for it. Um, they come by every five, ten years or so, and they're like, "Oh, let's let me sharpen all your knives for you." And they're there to sell you on more, like they're right. they're there to get you in, but and to hopefully get you into selling knives for them. Yes. Yeah. And it's never going to happen. But it's still nice that, like, for free, they come around and they sharpen all your knives for you. That's yeah. nice. I mean, it's like the and Mormon re- missionaries, the right? Ones. Like, I yeah. love Mormon missionaries. You will never find two sweeter fucking young 20-year-old men in your entire life. They literally just ride around on bicycles all day. They play basketball. They sit down and have dinner with you. They're so friendly. And the uh-huh. whole time, they're trying to get you into the fucking Mormon religion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they're cool dudes. Like, if, uh-huh. they ever, if they ever came by my house, I would legit invite them to dinner. I, I would. <laughs> I love Mormon missionaries. <laughs> I'm uh. never going to go back to church again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, okay, I I did I did get approached by a multi level marketing company. So so this is uh, this is one of the reasons why I keep an eye on this kind of thing, is because uh, <clears throat> so the situation was I was with my previous girlfriend, um, at the time, and we had a friend yeah. named Eric, and Eric approached us one day and said, hey. Uh, I got this cool business opportunity. I want you to come by Barnes and Noble and sit down with the guy at the the cafe, and he's going to explain the proposal to you, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. cool. I'm a broke ass fucking college student, or not even a college student at that point anymore. I'm a broke ass pizza delivery driver. Yeah, I yeah. could. Uh, yeah, I could use a business proposal. <laughs> So so I get there and the guy's like telling me all this that that like oh yeah you're going to you're going to be reaching out to people you know 
boots on the ground kind of stuff, but you're going to be a per, you're going to be your own business owner. And I'm like, huh. And then he hands me a packet and on top of the packet, it's called Amway. Yeah. I don't know what Amway is, right? Okay. Surprising. But I'm not a, I'm not a fucking idiot. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to take this home. I'm going to look it over. And then uh, if I'm interested, I'll get back to you. And so I go home, and the first thing I do is I Google Amway. I don't even fucking Ah. read through this brochure or anything. I Google Amway. (laughs) And the first fucking ten results are are about how Amway is a scam. I'm I'm like, cool, I'm never calling this dude back again in my life. Nope. But my friend Eric was still... I explained to him everything about how multi-level marketing scams work. Because I became an expert overnight. I stayed up for hours reading up on multi-level marketing scams and Amways in particular. And I explained everything about how they get you. And he was still insistent that he was going to do it. I was wrong. The, The guy had the perfect business proposal for him. And I'm like... I can't stop you, dude. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if Eric ever really got into it. But uh, I hope he didn't. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So, I guess... Well, poor, poor bastard. I just wanted this to be a PSA about multi-level marketing. So, so what's... What's the biggest thing you would say to watch out for with this, John? If at any point someone says to you, you could be your own boss, it's a fucking lie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's MLM. Is what the it only is. way that you can be... Nobody approaches you with an opportunity where you can be your own boss. Yeah. No. Like, you become your own do, boss do you, by starting your own thing. Yeah. If, if you want to be your own boss, then you have to start it from the bottom. Like, everything. Everything has to be you. Yes. Um, you can be your own boss with someone, so long as you are both starting your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Somebody like, can approach you with a business proposal, and that business proposal is, let's buy a building downtown. And we're going to turn it into a record shop. And I just need a co-signer on this deal. Will you co-sign with me? Yeah. Now you're your own boss. Now now you take that to your lawyer and you... (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You do that also. Uh, (laughs) um, Anything that says network marketing. Because it's it's synonymous with MLM. Yes. Because network marketing just means you're talking to people to market the product to them. Yeah. Like, like you're a salesman. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. If anybody meets you for a business opportunity in a Barnes & Noble cafe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's that's a pretty good one, yeah. <laughs> like if they can't even meet you at a Starbucks, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, in hindsight, um, that would have been a big red flag for me had I been a little bit smarter. <laughs> if anyone invites you to the, your house with a group of other people so that she can introduce you to some products, and in so doing, also asks if you want to sell them, that is an MLM. Right, if somebody invites like, you to an Avon or Tupperware party. Yes, or, yeah. or the body shop, or... Tupperware makes good products as well. Right, I mean, I like, like Tupperware too, but they're clearly an MLM. They're, they're 100% an MLM. Um... Uh, most essential oils. I don't care if you, I don't, I don't care what you think of essential oils, whether you I think mean, they're essential bullshit, oils is already are. a scam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nearly every sales system of essential oils is also, um, an MLM. Yeah. Like the production of essential oils is a scam. And then the people who sell in essential oils have their own scam going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, like skincare, Mary Kay, New Skin uh, Enterprises, uh, this Avon, as you mentioned. Yeah, um, these are all really common <laughs> bullshit MLMs. If you get invited to a business meeting, right, and mm-hmm. you don't know what the company is selling... For more than 10, no, more than five minutes. If you don't know what the company is selling within five minutes, they're a multi-level marketing company. They're selling you on the idea of running a business rather than on the idea of selling a product. Yeah. Like, I would say that's a, that's a very big one. Uh, and also, uh, do as Wombat did. Go home, Google it. But before you do anything else, just go home and Google it. Yeah. You'll you'll probably find out pretty quickly. Oh, if you ever see uh, Boss Baby or, or like Boss Mom or Mom Boss or, or any of those things, it's bullshit. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> oh, to go back to why, <clears throat> why the... Uh, women-dominated company part threw me off. Um, Yeah. So these multi-level marketing companies often will target single mothers and housewives who are, in regards to single mothers, looking for a better opportunity to make money while also Mm -hmm. spending time with their child. And in regards to housewives, are bored out of their mind and are looking for a way to spend their time. That is often how these, like, women-dominated companies come about. There's nothing wrong with a women-dominated company. It's just Not at all. The way that they market themselves leads to that kind of situation. And in in our current society, most legitimate businesses are not women-dominated. So... Yeah. Unfortunately, it is just like a red flag at this point when somebody says that. Yeah. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah. Because MLMs are just, they're just bad. And they're looking for you. Yeah. 
and they're and coming they for will, you. They are always like very suave people coming to you, like because the the people who are doing poorly in the in the fucking business are the ones inviting you to the parties, right? The, <laughs> yeah. The ones who are doing well, the the ones who are making money off of you, are the ones inviting you out to uh, out to these business meetings to just sit yeah. down and talk. And so yeah. they always have this very... They're, they're not the desperate ones. Yeah. They, they have a very professional demeanor about them. They look and sound like they know what they're doing. Um, and, I mean, you should just be cautious of those kinds of people. In general, really. <laughs> All right. Al- alternatively, if you have a, an opportunity to get into one on the ground <laughs> no no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sign off on this uh. <laughs> i'm not gonna mm. no just just <laughs> if the if the business structure resembles a a pyramid stay away from it Yes. I don't know how they're lobbying it well enough to not be considered a, a pyramid scheme. They're somehow ha- legally distinct has- from a pyramid scheme. I mean, they're not, but... <laughs> no, I mean, they're, they're in zero ways different from a pyramid scheme. But yeah. in some legal way, in some way yeah. on paper, they are legally not a pyramid scheme. Yes, they have lobbied themselves into a position where they are safe, and I... I don't know how it's happened either. It it baffles me. But anyways, uh, I guess that's it for us today. Um, Yeah, I just felt like it, it entered into my sphere again, and so I felt the need to... Did did they give a chance to do like Q and A about the no, company afterwards? No, they did not. Thank God, Damn. they did not. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed because if if that was it, I would have been like, so how do you feel about the fact that you just tried to get everyone to join an MLM? Because <laughs> yeah, I would have been asking that because legit, as soon as I saw Patrick Bet David's name pop up, I was googling the shit out of PHP Agency. I'm like, is this the company I think it is? And it was. <laughs> yep. Uh, I I would have I would have wanted to be all over that. Yeah, it it was it was wild to me that that fucking happened. And actually, I need to fucking. Oh, we have a class Discord. Oh no, I'm not in it anymore. Damn, that's right. Because my fucking my Discord yeah. got hacked. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, next time we're going to be watching anime, and we're going to be reading a light novel. This time it's Wombat's choice, and he has chosen for us. Uh, Kino's Journey. Kino's Journey! Apparently. 
I yep. knew nothing about it. So, if you want to follow along, uh, watch Kino's Journey, or read Kino's Journey, book one. Yeah. Which I need to order, because it's going to be soon. Like, like really soon. I also like, need Nominally, to we should do it next week. Um... Yeah. Right, but we uh, can record on Thursday, so it's fine. Yeah, that's true. Uh, thank everyone for listening to this podcast, uh, sticking around. And we love every single one of you. The, over the, the break. Um, oof. Why don't you say the call to action? Because I don't know who to, who to call in for this one. Um... Share this with someone. Oh, what do we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no good people to call to action here. Um, <laughs> share this with someone who's in an MLM. Hopefully, we can get them out. Right? Yeah, we, like, we can't, uh, but but we can like, try. Yeah. Listen, if people emailed me about this at uh, glowingweekpointpodcast at gmail if they emailed me about MLMs and shit, I will do more research into MLMs, and we will just have like an MLM section because I could. Yeah, if you've got it, if if you've got your own MLM story to share, uh, go ahead and shoot it to us, and we'll. Yeah, we can do another episode of that. Alternatively, share this with someone who uh, draws pictures of their friend having sex with their wife. It's, it's it's weird. <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't know that unless you were one of those parties. Yeah, well then share it with them. <laughs> Chris Chris Foss or Charles Raymond, share it with whoever the other one is. <laughs> Bonkers. Insane. All right. I mean, we'll see I would next love time. to have that kind of relationship with somebody, but Jesus. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you do that. Bye, everyone. Uh, Have a good day.